Hey everybody, this week we have a great episode coming up. We're going to be talking about how to lead in your marriage and how to lead in your family well. And today specifically, we're going to talk about the husband and the husband's responsibility and the husband's role. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Rusty. And I'm Heather. We're the Bryants with Three Strands Marriage Ministry, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Video Podcast. We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages. We're not licensed counselors. However, we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. All right, we are glad to be back for another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. This is Rusty and Heather Bryant, and we are back um, today to talk specifically about leading well and how to be the godly leader in your marriage and in your family. And so today, we've decided we're going to just kind of split it up because it's kind of a big topic. Yeah, it's a big topic and can definitely take... um, a, a good bit to discuss and I just hate to rush through the role of the husband just to get to the role of the wife so I think we should talk about the role of the wife next week yeah equally important yeah so today we're going to just talk about um, kind of being the leader um, and the male's role in that and how to be the leader of the house and um, really what that means to lead spiritually and just through encouragement and all that kind of good stuff. We actually kind of touched on this back at Christmas time when we did our 12 days of questions. And somebody asked asked us, I think, um, you know, about the, the role of the husband and the spiritual, um, being the spiritual leader and how that all goes comes into play. And so we talked about it briefly, but we just want to go through and give some really, really practical and just some specific examples Mm -hmm. of things that the husband can be doing and you know when you said something about let's split this thing up a little bit I kind of hesitated because I'm 100% sure that more women listen to our podcast than men sure absolutely but there are men out there that are listening and I think this might be one of those ways, you know, I always, ha- I know everybody feels really uncomfortable going, oh, hey, you need to listen to this podcast. Right, right. <laughs> but I do think that it's something that wives can encourage their husbands to, to listen to, and maybe they'll enjoy it. Maybe they'll listen yeah. to it more. Yeah. And it's not that we don't have, uh, I mean, we have, there are plenty of guys that listen to this because they tell us that they do. Yeah. But I think that... um yeah, I don't. So, how how would you go about doing that if you were the wife listening to this podcast regularly, and a and a subject comes up that's just related? I mean, we say just related. Obviously, there's things that that the wives can learn from this. But like, just for you, if you're listening to this, what are you going to take away from it, and how are you going to encourage your your husband to maybe if he doesn't already listen to this? Sure, absolutely. I think that for me, when I look at this list. Um, and I think about um, women that may not have a husband that leads in this way, um, you know, your your knee-jerk reaction is to say, you need to listen to this um, because this will help you be um, 
um, better and you're not doing this right and this maybe this will help you and I think that that would be detrimental um, to a man if you took um, this podcast podcast and said hey I think you need to listen to this because you're not good enough um, so I think it's all in your attitude and your heart um, towards him um, it might be something that you listen to and think um, how desperately your husband needs to hear it but maybe you wait until you hear um, both of them and then say hey I was thinking maybe we could listen to these together mm-hmm. um, because they're great um, ways that um, we can both be better in um, in our marriage um, and I also know that as I look through the list of um, the role of the husband of uh, things that you're going to talk about I also know that there's some women out there that even if their husband were to listen to it that's not going to be the outcome of of him and so for a woman to listen to this with an open heart and um and to know that um that even if this isn't something that you think your husband will do um that these are ways that you can lead your family um if if you're a single mom um if your husband is not um growing in his relationship with the lord this is something that you can um come along beside him um, and do with him so that your um, family gets um, what they need in their relationship with God. Yeah, that's good. And next week, you know, kind of like what you said, maybe you do wait till next week. Um, I mean, I hate to say that, but um, next week we are going to kind of be almost talking about how the wives can encourage their husbands in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, because scripture is pretty clear when it says that the husband is supposed to be the head of the household and that means they're supposed to be the primary spiritual leader and just like you said it's not it doesn't it doesn't happen that way a lot of times Mm -hmm. but this is supposed to be this particular podcast is supposed to be an encouragement today to the husbands and what are some things that you can do to begin to become the godly leader of your household your wife and your children if you have children and so um the the scripture that you could write down ephesians 5 starting in verse 22 and it goes all the way through 6 4 and i'm not going to read it because it's pretty long but it i just want to encourage you to pull out your bible and just look at it because it talks about um wives submitting to your husband um which that's probably a podcast all in itself (laughs) but we'll also uh, but it also talks about just the husband being the head um just like christ is the head of the church and then it just goes into talking about husbands loving your wives just like christ loved the church and it's it's just got some really good stuff but from that we kind of pulled and made this just this list of things that we believe that um that husbands should be doing to lead well and so we're just going to go through it because they're it's a lengthy list but we'll go through it quick because some of them kind of go together but the but the first one the number one thing is that the husband should be growing spiritually on a personal level and like i'm telling you obviously that is the that is the number one thing at the top of the list because if you're growing spiritually on a personal level then all of these other things just seem to fall into place. It's all overflow. It is. It's overflow. And you really, honestly, you can't even really do these other ones genuinely Mm -hmm. unless you're growing spiritually. You can fake them. Sure. And you can try, but they're not going to be, it's not going to be effective 
unless you're actually growing spiritually. And so, you know, guys, <clears throat> some of you are probably just even thinking, what does that even mean? And that is, I mean, the most simple way that I know how to say this is, that is your time with God. And that can take shape in a lots of different forms. Um, you know, obviously, reading God's Word is a big part of that. But but I I do understand that that's hard for some for some men to do. And it's it's you know making that a habit and taking that step of obedience and making it something that's a that's a part of your daily life. Um, but there's other ways to connect as well. Um, you know, I know for me personally, my connection with God is when I go running in the mornings, and that's when I spend you know 30 minutes outside because i run in the woods um, on trails and when i do that that's just my time to communicate with god and so there's that there's listening to worship music there's just there's ways that you i mean like i said it's just you grow spiritually um reading you know reading things that encourage you and uh, point you to the lord um, anything that you can do to make sure that you're growing spiritually. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, it is something that I think that men a lot of time, and women too, we get into a habit of our spiritual growth being our preacher preaching to us on Sundays. And this is just a little bit deeper than that. It's mm-hmm. taking it during the week and, um, you know, listening to podcasts or sermons, um, godly men who can um point you in the right direction but but ultimately just getting in god's word and learning more about him yeah and for guys out there that you just don't know like you don't even really understand what that means like this is this is a great opportunity to reach out you know to somebody that might can help you to grow you know a a mentor a small group you know there's and i'm telling you when you when you think about for some reason there's just a stereotype or just a you just assume when you think about personal spiritual growth, people I think just automatically think about sitting down and opening their Bible and trying to grow that way. And not to take anything against that because that is, I mean, there's nothing that can take away from the Word of God. It is of the utmost importance. But there are so many things that you can be doing every single day to to grow in your relationship. So, um, and if you don't know what that is, ask. But I just I just spouted off a bunch of them. Yep. So, um, so you know, you mentioned because you said it's more than just going to church and letting the pastor feed you. But that actually is the the second thing on the list is like husbands, dads, get your family to church, get your family into church. And um, you know we we've, we've been meeting with a couple of with a couple of different couples just doing some mentoring and stuff, and I mean you know just the the pandemic has really hurt that in a lot of ways, and it's become um, you know a lot of people were scared to come back to mm-hmm. church, and rightfully so in a lot of cases, um, and there are still some issues you know that that will require people to stay away from church because of that, but for the most part. I mean, you know, it's kind of like what our pastor said. It's like it's time to get your holy booty back to church, is what he said. And I and I do. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, there's for those of you that are listening that have just been using the the pandemic as a little bit of a, an excuse and a crutch to not, you know, to stay home and watch church on TV. 
I mean, I do think it's time to it's time to bleed yeah. in that way. And it is. I mean, it is easier. It's easier not to have to get up and get dressed and get the family going and just to sit on the couch and do that. But there's just so many huge benefits of being in worship corporately. Yep. And we had, and the two couples that I mentioned, we had those families were at church this morning sitting with us, and it was incredible, you yeah. know, just to be, I mean, it was just, it was uplifting to me to have friends, you know, those friends there, because when we meet with those these other couples, they encourage us as much as we encourage yeah. them, so um, it was just great to have those brothers and sisters in Christ sitting with us. Um, and, you know, he mentioned Hebrews 10.25 this morning, The pa- our pastor did, um, where he basically said, uh, in Hebrews 10.25, it says, Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And I think that that's, I mean, it's scriptural to be in corporate worship. And so, you know, husbands, get your get your family to church when, when you can. And then as a part of that... I think that it's more than just going to church. It's being an example in worship. Like, I think it's really easy for men to cross their arms and, you know, I can't sing and, you know, I don't want to express myself. And I'm not saying that you have to... I'm a very expressive worshiper, and uh, I actually lead in worship. At, I'm on the stage a lot leading worship. But, you know, for my family to see me engaged in worship, I think is a really big thing. Um, and that they're not, you know, just, I'm not just, uh, uh, I mean, I am a participant in worship and that's what I want my, my family and everybody's personalities is not like that. So I'm not saying that you have to raise your hands and dance around and clap if, you know, if, but when, but I do think that sometimes the spirit leads men to do that and we don't do it because we're scared of what people are going to think. And like, I just think it's a really important part of worship to make sure that your family sees you active in worship that's right and it is it's an outward um expression of what's what's happening inside and for and for me when i see you worshiping and um and even with hands lifted my my heart is just so encouraged knowing that you are the spiritual leader of my family and of our family and you are seeking after after the Lord and that 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 that's just an outward expression of that and you know there's just nothing more powerful to me than to even see a man on his knees um just giving God um just open-handedly um giving God um glory and to give him um you know reign over his family yeah, and a part of that giving, you know, just being an example is also example in serving, you know, finding ways to serve, whether that's in your church or outside of your church, you know, but just just being a servant. Um, you know, it was kind of funny. Yesterday, uh, we got to talking about paying for somebody's meal, and this is, the, I, I'm, I'm meaning more of serving, like serving in your church and, you know, doing things that can help the body, which our church is really focused on that right now, but... The other night we were talking about paying for somebody's meal and logan our 15 year old actually said i remember two times i mean he said yeah. that you paid for somebody and like i didn't even remember and didn't even remember but i was like man what a i mean like i didn't do it as a, like to go hey logan watch what watch this mm-hmm. but i did it because i felt like i god was prompting me to do that 
And he remembered two specific times that he was with me and I paid for something for somebody. Um, And I just, it just reminded me of how powerful, you know, my example is to my children. That's right. And And we, you know, we didn't talk about this, but I remember when we were dating and I, I remember specifically what it was about, but the circumstances are not important. I remember you talking about walking in and seeing your dad, mm-hmm. um, like you surprised him. He mm-hmm. was home like for lunch or, and you were away at college and, and you, um, came in and he didn't know you were there. And you, and I just remember you saying how powerful it was to see your daddy down on his knees yep. in prayer. Yep. And that's an image like that you'll never forget that's right and I just um, I just love that though that the like you paying for people's meals or or helping somebody mowing their grass or even serving your family you know like um, example in serving and serving your family that's just such a beautiful picture of being the hands and feet of Christ and and our kids and your wife Mm-hmm. Do not um, forget those things. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, going out of your way to serve at church, like I think that that sets an example that your children are going to remember mm-hmm. for years to come. And, you know, uh, when I get to sing and lead worship on Sunday mornings, you know, those Sundays are early and they're long. You know, we wait. I, I get up way before y'all get up to get to church. And I just, I know that, the, you know, that our kids are watching that and they know and they're like, that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another example is just tithing. Like our kids, you know, and my family need to know that that 10%, that first 10% and, you know, whatever extra we feel led to give and can give that we're doing. Um, and we've had those discussions where we sat around with Monopoly money mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and we yep. and we had the kids try to guess how much we paid for certain things. But And it was a financial discussion, but it was also, um, okay, well, here's how much money we make. And the first 10% goes to the church. Um, and so I just, I just think that, you know, being that example is so important. Um, but you know that's kind of talking about almost weekly things or monthly with your with your tithe and giving to things that you that you believe in that are supporting the kingdom. Um, but then let's get a little more into the daily. I mean, we talked about the daily spiritual growth, but also just incorporating God into everyday life, like um, you know decision making. Just just really. Um, you know, not that we only talk about God once a week when it's Sunday and we go to church, but it's but it's every day. And Deuteronomy six uh, is where it talks. You know, the the hero Israel, hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. But it goes on, and it said, um, "These commandments that I give to you today are to be upon your hearts." It says, "Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home." when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. It's basically, we're, God is just a part of every moment of our life. Um, and if you need a good book to read, John Eldridge, Walking with God, is perfect for that. Because it just talks about how it is, a, it is a moment, every moment of the day. And so when you're able to, to talk to your children and talk to your wife and just bring up, you know, God being the center um, it's powerful. Um, and that's, you know, decisions that you're making. It's not, oh, well, this is a good decision and this is a bad, well, let's stop and let's pray about it. Or let's stop and we, you know, think, what, what does God want us to do in this? That's right. Um, What would be God honoring? And I think so many times, even, 
um, you know, we're, we're talking directly or specifically, I guess, about our, um, about our marriages, like when you're trying to make a decision um, about something, but also with like your kids, like I can just remember um, like Logan getting in the car in a, in a junior high year that we would never go back and revisit ever, <laughs> ever. Um, but in a junior high year and, you know, so-and-so had hurt his feelings and it embarrassed him and kind of turned his back on him, you know, when Logan was coming up to talk in the group and how crushing that was. And, you know, I just remember my, my mama bareness is like, oh, how dare he, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then when we get home and we talk about it with you and I just remember you not only encouraging him, um, but also just, you know, asking, you know, re- reminding him, what do you, what, it, what do you think that kid might be going through mm-hmm. to, um, to, to treat you like that? Like, what do you think is going on in his heart, in his mind? And just brought that right back to not only let's get our eyes off of ourselves, but into what scripture would have us, um, do and how scripture would have us react. Um, and so just in little decisions and little um, happenings, mm-hmm. you know, just in our daily life, you, you're always really good to bring it back to what would be God honoring. Yeah, well, that's, that's a great point and a great thing for, for me to remember and to keep in mind to do. Um, the next thing, uh, just a couple more real quick. Uh, one is just to lead out morally and having moral standards like values and this is right and this is wrong. And like I think that a lot of um, parents, especially dads, they tell their kids not to do things, mm-hmm. but then they do it themselves. That's right. You know, and almost, well, I'm the adult. I can mm-hmm. do it. Well, no. I mean— you know, I, I just, I'm just one of those, I guess maybe I'm a little bit old school, but I'm like, man, if I tell my kids not to do something, then I shouldn't do it either. That's right. Um, so, you know, you can fill in the blank there however you want to, but I think that um, that everybody, you know, has something that they can think of that they could probably go, mm, you know, I probably shouldn't, shouldn't do that or say that or react this way if I don't want my kids to. Um, so kind of the last thing is just really your spiritual um, relationship with your spouse. And so so kind of to lump this together, one is pray for your spouse. So like as you're, you know, in your as you're growing spiritually and as you're taking your time personally to grow, a part of that is praying for your spouse. Um, but then also take some time to pray with your spouse. And this doesn't have to be one of those legalistic things where you're like, okay, every single day at, you know, at four o'clock or whatever, we're going to pray together. Um, that may be something that you and your spouse need, but maybe it's just that there's sometimes that you just need to say, Hey, let's just stop and pray about that. Or, you know, let me pray for your day or whatever it is. Um, and, and then kind of the, the last thing would be, you know, have those times where you can do a devotion together. And, you know, every couple's different. And I believe that there's some couples that really need to do that together because they need it to encourage each other. Um, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, I think that you and I are in a season of our marriage where we're both sort of doing we're doing well spiritually on a personal level. And so, you know, to try to 
force a time to where we're doing something specifically together, it's a little bit hard and quite honestly, it might not be necessary for us right now. But for some people, like that's their way of actually doing getting a jump start on doing something on a personal level they need to do it together yeah and for those of you who are doing things personally like individually your spouse is doing something and you're doing something the great thing about that is to come together and say hey what are you learning about yeah just talking through like like, hey we got to read this before we go to sleep tonight after we're both but there is a time and a place for that if you are not um, if you are not spending time individually in the Word, that would be a great accountability mm-hmm. yep. for, you know, to say, hey, let's do it together. Yep. Um, so I think there's, there's um, you know, different circumstances need different things there. And I think that's kind of what I want to end on is just in, like, okay, if there's somebody out there listening, what is step number one? What that's can right. I do? And I'm going to say if all of these things you look at and you go, mm, you know, I do about two of them okay and the rest of them i'm not very good at or if you're just one of those it's like man i really need some accountability because i don't know what i'm doing on a spiritual level personally so i'm going to tell you just like heather said there could be a season of your life where it's like okay before we go to bed let's read this together in the bed and i'm going to give you a book it's by john and stacy eldridge it's called love and war and it's the devotion book there's actually a book called love and war but there is a devotion book for couples called love and war it's very short each day is really short but you can read a little section each night i promise it won't take more than three minutes probably Um, but it's very very practical and it is probably we went through it Mm -hmm. together and that's what we did it was a season of our life where we just needed before we went to bed at night we needed to read that together and it was so good so um, so that's my encouragement um, to you to jump start this whole how do I even get started with this and I really the kind of the next section of what we would normally talk about with this is why in the world is all of that so hard for a husband mm-hmm. to do? Yep. Um, it is all of that is so hard. But I don't want to talk about that today because I want us to talk next week to the wives and I want us to start it by mm-hmm. saying why is all that so hard for the husband and what can you do to help your husband to become the godly man that he needs to be and the godly leader. So so when we start back next week, that's where we're going to pick up there. Yeah, ladies, so y'all come back next week. I will be doing um, a little bit more talking next week just on um, the role of the wife and um, and, um, how we can encourage our husbands um, in the role that they are supposed to have um, as well. Yep. So thanks so much for listening. And like we always uh, like to mention, please go to our podcast and uh, rate it and review it and subscribe to it. And then make sure you share it with your friends um, so we can just uh, help as many marriages and families as we can. So until next time, have a great week. Bye, guys.